Hi everyone uh, welcome to another episode of my podcast uh, we have a very special guest today joining all the way from South Africa this is her second time on the podcast we have Robin Ferguson joining the podcast hi robin hey chana how's everyone doing how are you doing <laughs> i'm good i'm good nice to have you back on the podcast thank you so much for having me i'm so excited <laughs> yeah so i think we we spoke uh, last time was like uh, maybe like 7 months ago right <laughs> yeah it's been quite a while hey <laughs> yeah so <laughs> how's how is the situation now because be, that time i think it was like south africa was just going into the sort of lockdowns and uh, there were no live music happening how is the situation now yeah it was quite scary when we spoke it was just the beginning of lockdown and um, yeah since then things have gone up and down and mm. we're still some kind of a lockdown there's still a lot of restrictions um it's still a bit scary out there i suppose but um yeah i find musicians are making new ways there's the online world now which has opened us to so many opportunities and i think it's actually become quite an exciting time um i was i was excited then despite the tragedy and i'm even more excited now because i'm seeing that hard work is really really paying off so yeah i'm very excited right so uh, you uh, anyway you've been very busy right regardless of what's happening you've been doing a lot of i've, I've been following you on uh, you know on your facebook and uh you, you i think you released an ep uh, actually just after we spoke like uh, early early 2021 right diptyke right yeah triptych in in february yeah shortly after we spoke i decided hey chana said when are you releasing new music and i said soon <laughs> so i better deliver <laughs> <laughs> right I, i i i actually listened to that and i really love the single gray thank you so much right you you actually uh, collaborated on that album right i saw that you collaborated with adam alvado and uh, mark pijama right yeah that was such an amazing collaboration adam is from america so and he's an insane guitarist it was so amazing to have him part of the album and to just add his flavor and his amazing style and just shredding blah, awesomeness <laughs> <laughs> to the album and then mark he's a local south african and he comes with quite a lot of production experience and just a different outlook on life so it was really cool to have him in the mix to bring a symphonic element which is something i haven't done before in my own uh, solo music i've played in bands where we've incorporated the symphonic element but it was exciting to add it to my own music this time yeah right i i heard i i i listened to one of your interviews and you mentioned that you met adam through like a facebook group yeah it's kind of crazy so um <clears throat> when i started um getting alazar and my first ep together I didn't have any kind of management or anything like that and I was really solo so sure. I had to like really plug everyday hardcore by myself 
And I found a really cool group of people who were uh, like-minded in putting together playlists and sharing music back and forth. And I posted there one day, hello from South Africa, <laughs> solo instrumental music, like yeah. in this massive group with all of these big artists and a whole lot of musicians talking about stuff and sharing music, which is very exciting and like professionals, you know. And there were one or two um, other solo prog artists who were instrumental guitarists on there coincidentally and we landed up chatting and making one or two playlists and through that I ended up connecting with a handful of them who really were on my sort of um, thought pattern in terms of playing style and technique yeah right. and Adam happened to be one of those and he released a single pretty much at the same time that I released Alizarin so we were able to sort of be excited for each other about those releases and then since that time I've, I've really enjoyed his style of melody and I wanted to work with him so it was just a matter of timing as to when <laughs> it would have happened a lot sooner I suppose but it was right for Triptych so very excited about that. Right. I actually spoke to Mark Pijama, uh, I think also a few months back, and uh, he's part of this Pijama Planet Studios, right? And yeah. uh, <laughs> one thing he told me that like he's kind of impersonating Thor. <laughs> yeah, he's a madman. <laughs> he was like, he's living in this like sort of like a farm and then he like, you know, he chops his own wood and... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he lives somewhere, um, yeah, like out in the wilderness somewhere, chopping wood and with his dogs and his studio and he makes music and he has, has a blast. It's really quite phenomenal. It's something to, to witness. So it was really cool to have him <laughs> put some of that elemental out there onto the album, yeah. Right. So talking about the wood, so the, the grey music video is like, I know that you do your own like music videos and all these shootings. So how was that? I, I mean, it, it was shoot like in a wood, right? Yeah, in the forest. So in South Africa, we are very fortunate to have quite a vast um, like geographical stuff going on. You know, like we have mountains and some desert areas and forests and ocean. We're very, very fortunate here. And yeah. in Cape Town yeah. specific, there was a really beautiful small uh, plantation forest called Tokai Forest. And um, my partner and I decided this would be a really cool place to film the music video because for Alizara and I originally had this planet full of trees imagined. So like my fantasy world, yeah, is this planet just massive full of trees and it exploded and parts of it just shattered across the multiverse. And part of that was the colony of Grey and, and all of that side stories long stories but yeah <laughs> and so I wanted to bring the red thread which is the Alizar in color and then the trees to kind of tie in triptych throughout the story of falling forward and harbinger and back down to Alizar and it's just a way to tie it all together but the forest itself was lots of fun it just myself and my partner recording everything right. I had to MacGyver a lot of things. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it is quite low budget 
everything I, I, I do is a bit low budget at this stage. But it was really cool because we were able to do it social distance um, wise and safely in the forest where there's nobody around. And I'm, I tied my cell phone <laughs> to <laughs> a stick right. and that stick to a cushion and that cushion to my chest. And I walked through the forest pretty much like this, like a zombie trying to film this video with the help of my of my wonderful girlfriend and yeah and then Devo obviously helped put it all together in the end to to make it one consistent thing but I think we must have looked like crazy people walking through the forest it was a lot of fun <laughs> um, yeah. yeah it's it's quite exciting like how you how you actually create these videos it's uh it's uh so you mentioned about online uh ex- like one of the opportunities that came out of all this uh, pandemic is that there were a lot of new opportunities with online. So uh, can you tell me a little bit about the festivals or the shows that you played online in the last Absolutely. couple of years? Yeah, there's been some fantastic opportunities. I think um, for the people who are really wanting to <clears throat> pursue their passion and who are really truly like, you know, got this like I don't know how to describe that if you got the oomph to do it there's like where there's a will there's a way so there's been amazing online opportunities that have come and that have been created I've been so fortunate to perform locally at excuse me excuse me (laughs) must have swallowed a frog there (laughs) I've been very fortunate to perform locally with uh, Metal for Africa. And then abroad, there's been so many amazing opportunities. A very big one was the World of Metal Online with Venom. That was really huge and very, very cool. Um, And then there's been a string of ones that have passed and are coming up, ranging from Greece, uh, Argentina. There's been some festivals in Brazil coming up in Peru, uh, again in Argentina, like all over the place. So I'm, I'm actually losing a bit of track <laughs> as to what's happening because it's really cool. But it's it's amazing and meeting new people and seeing how bands are taking a new approach and just saying, you know, nothing's going to get me down, even if there's a pandemic. Uh, a, a flood, a fire, famine, whatever it is, you know, like I believe in my passion and my purpose, and I'm going to make music. You want to make music? Let's make music together. Let's put music out in a cool place. And then it's brought amazing opportunities, not just for festivals, but to meet wonderful people like yourself. Um, if it wasn't for Corona, I don't know if you and I would have met. Yeah. Right. So it's been so cool. I'm sure you you can relate. Yeah, I, I probably I wouldn't even know there's a metal scene in South Africa. <laughs> exactly. It's been able to take South Africa and I, it's been such an honor and such an amazing experience for me to take this obscure country fairly low, fairly at the bottom of the globe South Africa, which nobody really cares much about or knows much about in the world standard. And it's been able to take a very niche genre and put it out into the world and say, hey, look at us. We're doing something cool, too. There is some talent in South Africa. Look, 
here I am, here's other people too, <laughs> check it out, you know, we've got other cool musicians. And it's been able to put South Africa on, on, on the global map in a different way. I mean, I think, you know, I say that we're a small country and that not many people know about us, but that's also not true. Like lots of people know about us at the same time. But I think what I'm getting at is this Corona time has really been uh, a way to explode everything and, and and blast us into an international world like no like never before. You know, we're connecting with people. I met somebody, I spoke to somebody, a fan in Turkey the other day. I was like, what in Istanbul? I was like, that's amazing. And then somebody else from like Tokyo. And I was just like, this is so cool. I would never have been able to speak with you like this if it wasn't for us having to look for new ways to do things and embracing that. Yeah. So it's been very, very difficult, but it's been amazing. Right. So, so all these EPs that you put out in like, like in Spotify, uh, how is the how was the response uh, to all all the music that you put out? You're surprised. So, <laughs> yeah, it's been very cool, <laughs> very cool. Um, <laughs> it's weird. As much as people are loving it, they just want more, and then I give more, and it's like, but where's more? The biggest complaint I've had is that my EPs are too short, and I'm like you know how much music I've written in the last like two years. So I'm trying to keep up, man. <laughs> so, but that's been very good. So the response has been amazing. I'm actually quite overwhelmed and don't really know what to do with it all because it's so cool and it's exploding. But I'm trying to take all of it and just continue to write new music and just, just keep going and show different sides of my art. Um, I think... I'm developing a, a, a voice for myself and I feel like I'm developing a voice as an artist, not just as a musician, but as an artist. A lot of people have boxed me or had a preconceived idea of what I should or could do or whatever, coming from bands and <clears throat> being a vocalist as well as a guitarist. I, as I can get a note out of one or two other things doesn't necessarily mean I am this or that. And I've felt very pegged into certain holes recently as things have grown into some momentum. Some people are now like, oh, so you are an instrumental artist. That's all you do. And I'm like, no, actually, <laughs> I, I do vocals and I play, I can play a bit of piano and, uh, you know, there's other things. Maybe I'll bring out a hip hop album. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, uh, maybe you know many many years <laughs> but you get what I'm saying so right. I, I've really just been very excited and I, I think on one hand it's been received so well but it's almost been putting myself into it's, it's kind of been pigeonholing me and I don't like that so that is why I've decided to bring out the waking world and show a different side, you know, show some of my piano side, a different thing. That doesn't mean I'm stopping guitar or vocals or anything. Um, there's a lot more stuff being written and recorded right now even. So yeah, it's just continuing. Um, it's very, very exciting. Everything is, I'm so amped. 
Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's one thing, especially like with the metal fans, like uh, they will just try to stick to these genres and like categories. They sometimes it's sometimes it's it's uh, it's I mean, it's a way to sort of bring you like to inform people what sort of artist that is. But it's uh, it's it's not really healthy to just categorize somebody on just one genre because one person is that artist is not really in genre. If you look at most of the bands, they have a lot of different influences of different styles. Mm-hmm. Right. So in in top, it's OK to say, OK, Robin is an in- instrumental guitarist, but you 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 can do a lot of lot of different things. Right. Yeah, I think categorization is is like somewhat important so that you can have some kind of a direction. Yeah. But when it comes to restriction or limiting somebody, then that shouldn't be. We always say metal is freedom of expression and you can do whatever. But then you'll have a band that is a black metal band. But now somebody will criticize them for their lyrics being something different than pure black metal traditional style. Now, are they black metal or they're not? You know, you get like all of these kind of things. I think that becomes unhealthy. Yeah. So I want to avoid that. I don't even want that to begin when it comes to the name Robin Ferguson. If people think of me as an artist, I don't want them to think of anything limiting. If you look at some of the artists from back in the day you'll have guys and and even modern artists all the way I mean we've spoken about Devin Townsend so many times he's a multi-genre artist yeah he's respected in the metal scene but it's multi-genre and you can look at other people all the way like David Bowie Queen I mean, name all those bands. They didn't just stick to one thing. They just followed their heart. So my heart is to create what comes naturally and what's coming naturally at the moment is all of these different things. So if you dig it, awesome. Welcome to the ride. <laughs> yeah, because Devin, Devin, you mentioned Devin, David Bowie and the other other guy I, I kind of, get reminded is Prince because Prince yeah. is like also the same you know he has like so many different uh, styles <laughs> yeah. yeah Prince is a great example everybody knows his voice but he played like his guitar skills are insane like he can shred <laughs> and not right. many people know that yeah so exactly <laughs> yeah uh, I think one more thing that I really, really uh, gave a chance uh, last couple of months is the live streams. All these different artists were doing live streams and I kind of like it because now I can see all these artists in the US, in Europe. I can see the shows now here and I, you know, otherwise I wouldn't be able to see. Uh, I actually watched the Devin. Devin did a couple of live streams. So I watched the last one where he did it like some sort of a cabin in the woods like he he played on on top of that cabin it's like uh it's amazing uh, this this capability of now you can put out a show on all live streams right yeah and you can do weird things I, I'm, I'm very excited about the live stream shows um i'm excited about the performances it's bringing like it's making me think about things in different ways. I mean, 
you, you talk about Devin standing on the cabin <laughs> soon. I'm going to like for Lava Fest uh, and Heresy Fest, a couple others. I think there's, I'm going to be performing at uh, a train, like a hundred year old train, steam train, just for like a unique location. I think it's going to be something rad. So to show a bit of South Africa, stand in front of a train, why not? <laughs> and see what happens. <laughs> Live stream in a different, unique place. It's awesome to see things from you all around the world I would never have been able to see before these live streams. Right, right. Um, Robin, I also saw that uh, there was this, uh, I think it happened like a few months ago that there were a lot of posts about the South African Metal Awards nomination. So you were also nominated for several categories, right? Uh, yeah, so the South African Metal Music Awards go through a few rounds, I suppose. There is submissions and then there's public votes um, and then it goes through to final votes, which there is a, a summer panel and they kind of consider the public vote and then uh, the legacy of that artist and what they've done for that year. And based on that, they get nominated for specific categories and then the awards are like the award ceremony is held later. But um, so the post that you've been seeing is that the public poll was opened recently and I had fallen into a few categories, uh, yeah, several categories. And so it is, I was, we were all making a big fuss because not only was I nominated, but some other really, really awesome bands. So the talent this year is fantastic. So we were trying to punt and say, the public vote is open. You can now vote for like five bands in a category. So you can pick your favorites and you can have a voice and, and, and say what you think. Um, which I thought was really cool. So the public vote is now closed and we wait to see who makes it into the final categories and who is actually nominated. I was fortunate to be nominated uh, last year in the actual categories and attended the ceremony. Uh, unfortunately, didn't get an award, but um, we'll see what happens this year. I'm very excited. Uh, 2020 was an amazing year for me. Uh, and I think... There's a good chance. Right. <laughs> so there was this public vote that happened. Uh, you know, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? Which happened also, like, I think about two months ago, probably, that a lot of metalheads were upset because Iron Maiden was not chosen because although publicly they had, like, a lot of response. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean... I think eventually they will be on. They will be there, right? <laughs> yeah, it's always, when it comes to anything that where there's voting or opinion, opinions are always just opinions. And sometimes right. there are many opinions and sometimes there are not. Artists, I think in particular, and fans should never take it personally. You should never let it bring you down. And if you win, you should never let it bloat yourself. Uh, take it with grace, I think. Um, and like it's awesome celebrate for sure if you win and go for it but um, at the end of the day it doesn't really matter what anybody thinks you just need to continue doing you and make your own music um, if you like it guaranteed between the however many million billion people there are on the planet somebody else will like it as well and that's all that matters yeah <clears throat> so uh 
I was kind of blown away when I saw your recent, uh, like your the post uh, that you you are sort of compiling all your EPs into a chronicles like Alisarian chronicles, right? Which is like like there's a multiverse and uh, and was this the idea when you first created your first EP or this came later on? How how this all this concept came came about? So I've been saying it from the first EP that most of my inspiration has come from my experiences with life and death and my illness. And when I was um, very unwell and the visions that I was seeing and the experiences that I've had in my life, I've taken a lot of my personal experiences and put them into a fantasy type of world for myself. And I've combined that with the, the visions and the dreams and the nightmares and whatever <laughs> I've had and sort of mush them into a world that I've called um, part one <laughs> being the Alizarin Chronicles. So if you want to see it as a massive open space, the Alizarin Chronicles is maybe one book with many chapters. And those chapters are the albums. And there will be a few more EPs in the Alizarin Chronicle series. And then there will be a second series and a third series and the fourth series and a fifth series and it will continue like that, yeah. Um, it's a little complicated, I suppose, but to me it's not. The worlds came to me as series. And the series is, now the series is Alizarin Chronicles. It's the story from Alizarin, how the world was, uh, it's just my, my own experience of turmoil, essentially. And the Alizarin worlds, how they split up and the colonies divided. They then go into uh, falling forward, which is the big decision, the big choice of like, what are you going to do? Where, what's happening? It is the divide. It's the void. It's the break. It's the everything. Yeah, it's the linchpin moment. There's a sub sort of story, like almost like a breakaway. You know, like you have a main story and then you have like a, a side quest. Right. The side quest is Harbinger. That's the side quest. Harbinger is a story about one specific character in the world of Alizar, who just... I wrote Harbinger specifically at a time when one of my friends passed away. Uh, he committed suicide going into lockdown. And it was quite hard on me. And I launched the album, wrote it about it, like parts about him, you know, like it was a bit inspired. But the story of Harbinger himself, it's he was saying many years ago when I spoke to him that, you know, he just wishes life will be better, but he thinks things are just going to get far worse and then they're going to end and then they will be better. And I didn't understand what he meant at the time. So Harbinger was sort of like a little side story. And Harbinger then ties in with the waking world, which comes back right up at the top. So falling forward, side quest, Harbinger. The next step is Triptych. Triptych is where all of the colonies go through the void and they land up being split up all over the, the place. And they're having to rebuild themselves and rebuild their lives, rebuild everything and realize that everything is actually all connected. We are all connected. Everything in our lives, every choice that we've ever made is almost like a butterfly effect. Yeah. <laughs> and everything sort of comes back into one um, where the new growth comes. And that is the waking world, is realizing that 
in order for me personally to overcome anything that I've ever experienced in my entire journey of life, I need to find who I really am, strip it down to the soul, to the core, and go, why, what, and who, <laughs> and decide for myself, and then build on that again. And, and really just like, it's the whole story of discovery, self-discovery, re-self-discovery, and now like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so if The Waking World is a chilled album for you, the next album I can, I, is definitely not a chilled album. It's being written right now. So it's just part of the story. So be come along with the journey yeah the Alizarin Chronicles has a few more books a few more chapters in the series yeah and then that book will be signed off that series will be cool and you can listen to it as a whole many people criticize me that my EPs are very short the intention of my EPs are to be listened together as the Alizarin Chronicles from start to end there are themes that go across the EPs You'll hear the melody from The Oceanborn. You can hear it as a, a theme that comes back in every EP. Somewhere there's parts of Alizarin in each. Alizarin is the thread. You see the thread in the music video of Grey. It's oh, oh, excuse me, I nearly broke my chair. <laughs> Getting too excited here, Chana. <laughs> So, yeah, so they all tie in melody-wise, story-wise, visually. It's the tribes, the way I paint myself. It's specific snapshots of the world, if you want. Each EP is its own little zoom-in chapter, then zoom out, zoom in, zoom out. Zoom out a little bit more to the Alizarin Chronicles. And if you're tired of that, soon the next will come. But you'll never be tired of that because it's the story, then the story, and the story, and the story. It's kind of like, uh, what's that movie where it's like a dream within a dream within a dream within a dream? Yeah. Inception. Yeah? Inception. There we go. It's Inception. <laughs> so... Yeah, and each EP, I mean, we can talk for hours about each one in terms of my personal, what it means to me personally, what it means to me in the fantasy world, what it is as the fantasy creation, Alizarin, you know, the tribes, the world, the tribe of, of Raven, Oceanborn, Timebender and Pack, you know, and how they split up and their own individual stories and how it all ties. We can talk for days into falling forward, harbinger, blah, blah. But essentially, yeah. the intention is to listen from start to end. Right. I mean, it's, I, I, get, I get it because I think uh, I, I really didn't, I mean, when you're explaining it, it in, in a such a passionate way that, uh, you know, uh, I really get excited that I, I think I should listen to it from beginning to the end like you know everything and uh, this is kind of because i've been one thing that i've been uh, quite in, interested and i've been practicing uh, especially during this this 2020 and now is i've been doing a lot of like meditation i've been doing a lot of yoga and 
uh, been curious about like you know how the consciousness works and uh, like I keep on experiencing that uh, I had some moments with during when I'm in my meditations that I sort of experience that uh, what we see as the world now uh, and then when we say okay I had a dream when I was sleeping basically both I, I feel that it's the same thing right yeah. it's the same thing because everything is created uh, from our mind so uh, i would really love to like listen to your music and see imagine that world that you're trying to describe from your music i will let you know how i feel about it <laughs> please do and it's it's my own personal struggle but i don't think i'm alone in my own struggles and for the alazarin chronicles currently i'm not going to box it and say this is i'm not going to put it into a specific outlined box because none of my stuff is specific outlined box of anything yeah the alazarin chronicles up until now let me say that has been instrumental because i felt that not only me but the world has had far too much to say and nobody has really listened Nobody has really listened. So the intention so far for Alazarin Chronicles is for was for me to go and listen to my own universe, my own heartbeat, my own pulse, and find where that is in whatever we call this construction of life. Yeah. And I hope that through the Alazarin Chronicles, and, and whatever is to come, that, everyone, that whoever is listening to it will have their own experience and their own discoveries. Right. And even if it's just one person who has some kind of moment of this through my music, then my life is like complete. Yeah. <laughs> like. Right then that's that's awesome uh yeah so so this uh, the new ep that is coming out uh, i think it's coming on july 2nd right the waking world uh so the what's unique about this is that you actually use keyboard or piano for this right it's it's not really what we expect that it will be another guitar album but it's not it's it's actually piano that you're using right how yeah can you tell me what's the decision behind using the piano it was always like that's the next stage of like sort of these chronicles so so i've always had the the images in my head i i think in pictures and my pictures are music. I don't know how to describe <laughs> that. They kind of flow over each other. So I see an image. I'm a very visual person. I'm a graphic artist as my day job. So I'm a very visual person and I take inspiration from things. So I have visually in my head the melody. I can see it and before I can hear it. And when I can see it, then I know I need to go sit down and I need to to figure it out yeah and I can feel it and I need to get it out 
sometimes that medium is literally a paintbrush because someone, you know, I do art or whatever, or it's a sculpting tool or it's clay or it's an airbrush, whatever. Sometimes it's me in the garden. Other times it's me traditionally with my guitar. <laughs> However, this time around, I basically walked up to my desk and the first thing at my desk happened to be this. Right. A little controller. Yeah. And I was in the moment. This was plugged in. I plugged into my laptop, yeah. I went to not go to this. I went to my guitar and I went to switch my amplifier on, my camper and my everything on. And then in South Africa, we have this thing called load shedding where our power service, our electricity uh, gets cut off for a certain amount of time so that they can share the power with other parts of the country. Oh, I don't really know how it works. I don't think anybody really knows how it works. But anyway, that's load shedding. And essentially my power is cut for two hours. So I'm on my laptop and the only thing that I can run on my laptop at that time in that moment when I'm in the zone, my MIDI controller. Right. <laughs> so I wrote my album on a MIDI controller. And it just worked out because I let it happen. If I had fought and thought and said, no, I have to get, I must play this on my guitar because I'm a guitarist. I don't know if it would have come out the same. I, don't, I think it would still be beautiful and it would still be what it is intended to be. A very emotional, a very raw, a very pure album. It might have been a classical guitar piece or an acoustic guitar piece. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. This is what it was meant to, to be in that moment. I wrote it the same way I wrote Harbinger. Harbinger, I was filled with emotion with Harbinger. I was frustrated. I didn't know what was going on. I had changed jobs and things were weird. I was scared. I couldn't see my father who's elderly and like, you know, I didn't know what was going to happen. We were all in that moment, yeah? Right. And then I had my friend commit suicide. I had a bunch of other terrible things happen to other friends and other people. And again, I don't sleep much. <laughs> and when I don't sleep, my brain does weird things because I, I, I sit in the dark. I like sitting and watching the shadows. Or I'll sit on the balcony and I'll watch the street in the dark and watching. And that's how I get half the ideas. And then, yeah, I just, with Harbinger, there was nothing else in front of my desk. When I came to write Harbinger, what was there was my guitar. Boom. And I grabbed my guitar and I wrote the riff and then recorded the riff and then did the drums, you know, like that's how it happened. But 
I think it was such a liberating experience afterwards. I've doubted this album so many times, I'll be honest with you. It went back and forth, back and forth in my head. What are people going to think? Oh, no, I'm a prog artist. I must play one thing only. <laughs> you know, like, no, nonsense. And literally, I just, I, after I'd finished the last recording and played it back, and I was like, this is awesome. This is awesome. I let it play around in the head a little bit more, and then I sent it off for mixing and mastering. This album was in for mixing and mastering uh, the week that Triptych was being released. <laughs> so it's been coming for a little while, yeah. Um, um, that's why I say there's lots coming. There's lots, there's lots, lots, lots. China, I can't tell you how much. <laughs> So, so this will be out next week, next weekend, right? Next week, Friday, I believe, the 2nd of July. Yay! <laughs> I'm very excited. It's so different. It's surrealist. It's piano. It's, I, I, yeah, it's out there. It's, it's part of the Chronicles, and it's a new leaf. So enjoy it, I think. It's going to be so great. Right. I mean, um, I, 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 do li- I do like, uh, you know you know the sort of idea in metal is like if you have a keyboard is even in your band it's like ah no it's you know it's <laughs> but I do really love this keyboard is like some of the keyboard is for example the the guy in dream theater Jordan Rudas like he's like so amazing he does his own he has his own sort of multiverse also right so <laughs> you know I got I got an email from him few uh, about Two, three weeks ago uh, actually because I I, I, I uh, ordered this digital sort of autograph from him and he wasn't able to do it for months and it got so delayed then he just uh, personally sent me an email sorry there was some problem with the app and I, I I was happy with the email itself because it was so amazing that he personally emailed me <laughs> amazing yeah <laughs> Uh, he, I actually have one of most of his albums, the the solo ones, the one he does. This one is really good album, uh, Freedom of Time. Oh, you should check that out. It's it's really he has a lot of albums, solo albums, really really good. Jordan Rudess. Uh, so so excited so that I actually pre-save already the the Waking World uh, on Spotify. Uh, so Thank looking you. forward that. <laughs> So, so Robin, Robin, tell everyone the about the upcoming uh, online festivals that how and how they can watch these uh, shows. Yeah, there's so many cool things happening. You can follow on social media. There's, uh, yeah, you can follow on Instagram and Facebook. Most of the festivals will be on YouTube. But coming up on the 2nd of July is my album launch for The Waking World. Then on the 9th to the 11th of July is Heresy Fest in Argentina online. Uh, from on the 17th of July is La Ley Del Rock in Argentina, also on online. Uh, 31st of July is Chao Indica Fest, that's in Brazil online. <laughs> and then on the 15th of August is Lava Fest in Peru, also online. So all of those, yeah, there's an online schedule 
on my social media page. So if you get lost with all of that information, there's a schedule that you can follow and support all of the cool artists from all over the world. It's so amazing. Yeah, I mean, uh, what? how are you feeling like, you know, you've been invited to play in countries like, like Peru and Argentina? <laughs> Goosebumps. That's how I feel. It's amazing. I really just, I can't wait to go there physically. I want to play in every country on every stage. Like, as soon as we are able to do this safely, call me, phone me. I'll get on that plane. <laughs> like, let's do this. I, I'm so excited. It's such an honor to be able to perform these online festivals. And I really, 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 really hope that as soon as the stuff gets lifted, that, yeah, we can safely get on a plane and see each other in person. I want to give, give everybody a big hug when it's safe to do so. <laughs> and I want to say yeah that's what's going to happen right <clears throat> so Robin uh, what's your message to the viewers of the podcast and also the people uh, who support you listen to your music thank you all so much for all of your support not only for my music and art but for everybody who is a local South African and international artist for metal artists for prog artists thank you for supporting music thank you for supporting amazing music supporters like Chana 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 thank you so much I hope you all have a fantastic week there's so much happening online please go follow and support and like and share and do all of those things I am so grateful and so thankful for all of you. And I love you all dearly. Thank you so much. Right. Robin, thanks for joining uh, this podcast. I really enjoy talking to you again. And uh, excited for the new EP. Uh, all the best with the festivals. And uh, lastly, tell everyone your social media, how they can follow you. Amazing. Thank you so much. I'm Robin Ferguson. You can follow me on Instagram at Robin underscore AIA and on Facebook at Robin Ferguson official. You can follow me on my website, RobinFerguson.com and then everywhere else as well. <laughs> right. So thanks, Robin. Uh, stay safe and uh, <laughs> stay <metal>. <laughs> <Rafa>. <laughs> Thanks, Chad. <laughs> you too. Cheers.